What if we could transform the experience of being a woman chiropractor from one of constant stress and burnout, trying to juggle all the things to one of ease, energy, and thriving both in business and in life. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. I'm a woman DC who became one of the one in five chiropractors who burn out in practice by year seven. To the outside world, I achieved the financial and business success only 1% of the profession reaches. But the reality was it left me bruised and battered both emotionally and physically. Today, I help other women chiropractors revitalize their body and practice by stepping into their unique power and rewriting the rules so that they can thrive at home and in business. What we do is far too important for so many of us to struggle and burn out. And this show brings you the conversations, lessons, and permission to be you, redefine success, and transform the experience of being a female chiropractor. Let's dive in. What's it really like to downsize your practice, shift your dream, make a pivot, or even walk away from the profession that you've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in joining and becoming part of? This is a question that I've seen asked in various forms in different circles and places, and one that I asked myself as I was going through my own journey that ultimately brought me <laughs> to where we are today and here. And I wanted to share about, you know, a lot of the responses that I see are true and accurate. And I agree with them of, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, do it like you'll be so much happier, whether that's shifting your, your practice to be something that is more sustainable and realistic and like actually feels good and feeds you, which is something that I hope women do these days. And also, you know, in walking away, a lot of people are happy there, but there's these things that happen before we hit that point. And so, you know, I'm, I'm someone who has been on this journey and I want to talk about the harder parts of that and some of the things you, you can expect to come up against, because again, you know, I don't think it's just a failing of chiropractic and as a profession, I think like as a whole society, we don't like to talk about the things that are harder hurt or are challenging. And so I shared on some of the earlier episodes, a little bit of my own story. And that moment when I bought a 6,000 square foot building to house my team of 12, you know, we were billing out over seven figures a year and collecting just shy of that. And I had this huge monstrosity. And the day that I walked up into my brand new remodeled office, I actually sat down in the middle of the floor and cried because I felt trapped. It wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I didn't know or see a path forward or out. And I was exhausted. And so that was the start of my recognition that I was completely burnt out and there were a lot of lessons to be learned. And so if you want to go back and kind of, you know, hear some of what those were, I, the first few episodes, the first five really get into the framework that I learned and had backwards for a long time that, that kept me stuck longer. But today, what I wanted to really talk about is what, going through that was actually like, and, and where my decisions to, cause I ultimately did actually walk away from practice. And ironically, when I fully, truly actually let go of my identity and my attachment to chiropractic, I came back <laughs> in a different capacity. I'm not saying that's going to happen for everybody, but I wanted to give you just a real I'm all about the raw and the real. So, you know, the, the realities of this, because like, so the two most painful things I've been through in my life were getting divorced and 
major pivots in my practice and eventually walking away. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes down to there's so many ties that we have to these things, right? Like my divorce was a very good thing. I'm so much happier. I'm remarried now and in a, an actual healthy relationship. And like, there's so much good that came out of it. And there was a lot of pain and a lot of grieving and a lot of growth and shifts in identity and challenges to myself <laughs> that I had to go through in order to reach that place where I was healthy again. And just like with practice, you know, I started my practice when my son was six weeks old. It, it was my other baby. Like I, you know, and we invest so much time and energy and give of ourselves to this thing to see it grow and, and blossom and then come up against having to face that, like, <laughs> this really wasn't my dream and it's slowly killing me, not slowly, quickly killing me and, you know, impacting my quality of life. There are a lot of things that go into that. And, you know, some of the, I kind of was thinking through this before I hit record and the three biggest things were, you know, it was painful. Like, let's just be honest. There was a lot of, and, and there was grief in there. There was anger. There was, you know, there's different cycles of grief where you go through denial and anger. And then eventually you get to a place of acceptance and, and finally heal, but you know, they can keep coming up. And even as I'm recording this, you know, I've been out of practice since it's, summer, uh, it's basically been, been two years. I stopped practicing in June of 2021 and I'm recording this in June of 2023. And just this week, I'm finally actually ready to let go of a bunch of the stuff from my office that has still been sitting in my garage that my husband's been wondering when I'm going to deal with it. And I hadn't had the capacity or the space or time or the emotional and mental healing from everything that happened in order to actually be able to let it go finally until now. And I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for you, but like, that's just been my reality and my experience. You know, I think that each of us goes through the grieving process in our own way and with our own evolution and journey. And there's, there's stages to it and to being willing to fully let go. And tied into that was the other thing that was really present for me and required a lot of inner work and a lot of the things that I shared, you know, on the earlier episodes of the podcast where I talked about, you know, willpower and getting connected to your capacity again and really starting to understand that, like some of that inner work also came in an identity shift. You know, as chiropractors, we really get wrapped up in our identity as chiropractors. We can. I, I don't know that everyone does, but I certainly did where it wasn't just what I did, but it's like who you are. And there's all these things that come with being a chiropractor in the world and, you know, how we present ourselves. And it's like, you were always on as a chiropractor. And when I started to let that go, it was, it was challenging. And the other piece of this that I didn't talk about so much. So I originally pivoted in practice and moved into away from chiropractic and into functional medicine. And this was about my wrist, which I have a positive ulnar variant. So my wrist was basically torn for my entire career and hurt all the time. And I couldn't do basic things like open doors or at one point even change my son's diapers. So a lot of trauma and pain to my wrist. And so I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll shift gears. And I was also up against the community I was in knowing me and identifying me as a chiropractor, because that is what I had been for, you know, seven years at that point. And also being tied to that myself and like this major discomfort of like doing something else and being okay with that and not making it mean a bunch of things about myself and really 
letting that piece go. So that was present. And then like the third layer of this, and I, I kind of look at this as, you know, we're actually going from the outside in and, and kind of peeling back the onion and, and digging into this. And it is like, there's going to be layers. If you decide, and I'm not here to discourage anyone from going through a pivot, like there is a time and a place for it, right? There, our life circumstances change. What we really want changes. We hit something, you know, big goals or dreams and realize like, that's not all it was cracked up to be. Maybe this isn't what I want to be doing. And all of that is is good and the courage and the strength to stand in the face of all these things that I'm talking about and go through the discomfort and the pain and the, the grieving and all of the things to get to the other side is absolutely necessary. I'm just giving you the uh, inside look of what really happens because we tend to focus on the sunshine and the roses and, and the good things that come and I'll, I'm going to show like we're going to wrap up on a happy note. I just want to give you a look at what to expect because when you aren't willing to address all of these things and peel back the layers, it can be really easy to make one of these pivots or, you know, shift and do something like I'll, I'll use the example of marriage and divorce again, but like my parents have been divorced for 16 years or something like that. And to this day, my mom still hangs on to you know, they were never happy. They, they, I was surprised they stayed married as long as they did. There were so many issues. We had a house that she hated and was old. I grew up in Vermont. So it was built in the 1800s and still had a dirt basement and just like had issues, right? <laughs> Didn't have heating upstairs. And she hangs on to it as this like thing that she idolizes and only remembers, you know, she's seeing it from very rose colored glasses of the reality that it was. And when we don't, do this work and allow ourselves to really go through these processes and just create the space where we can do that and give ourselves permission to do that and for it to be okay to feel all the things and have the pain and have the grief and have that, you know, it almost felt like ripping a part of myself away or losing a child. Like it was intense at times. You can stay stuck is my point there. And no matter what you do in the future, it's not going to be fulfilling. It's not going to, you know, magically fix all the problems because who's still showing up is you and all that stuff that you haven't dealt with. So that's why I'm talking about this today. So, you know, the next layer that was kind of like the big healing moment and shift for me didn't come until this past fall. So it was fall of 2022 when I really got involved in some heavy trauma work. And my mentor that I've been working with through this is Dr. Valerie Rain. And I had an interview with her on my previous podcast that I'm actually going to release on this show just because it's such a great conversation. But she talks about patriarchy stress disorder. And as I was going through this, how she defines trauma is that it's any personal events and experiences in life that made you feel unsafe in your fullest authentic expression. So in being you. And when I heard this, all of this stuff from practice suddenly came out that I hadn't realized how traumatic it really was. And I think this this is part of why I do what I do today, because <clears throat> as a profession, collectively and individually, we have so much trauma to heal. There are so many ways that we are kept from fully being ourselves as women in leadership roles. Like I'm specifically speaking to women who have owned a practice or, you know, been in a leadership role in a practice with this. But even if you haven't, like I had a very traumatic associateship experience, that's going to be a separate episode another time. And, you know, there's all these layers that we have to peel back and really get to the core of like, what is the fullest authentic expression of ourselves? Because chances are there hasn't been permission for it. 
in many places in our life, if at all, and definitely not in practice. And so that permission, whether you pivot practice to become something where you are allowed to be your fullest authentic expression of yourself, which is the model that I teach and, you know, have created. And I think this is evolving into like the bliss practice, right? A practice that is just fills you up in so many ways. So whether it's doing that or pivoting into something else where you get to be that, there are these things that we have to deal with. And so then the question becomes, you know, what do we, what do we do? What does this process actually look like? And I I've touched on a few of the things and, you know, I'm sharing this and like, not to discourage anyone from making a change or to say like, yeah, you should probably just stay stuck because it will, you know, be easier than dealing with all this stuff that comes up. This is just some of the reality that comes from making big shifts and changes in your life. And who I work with are women who are ready to take on this stuff and want like a safe space and container to, to do so. And there's a couple ways I'll share it. You can connect with me uh, in those kind of spaces. Outside of that, you know, I, I wrote down just a few of the things that really allowed me to work through this process to where I'm at on the other side. Like there were some things I was really clear I wanted. I wanted more freedom to travel because my husband works and travels constantly. He's gone like all of June. Um, and, you know, we, we wanted that. I wanted to be able to go with him at times and not have it, you know, feel like I was going to lose money in practice or any of that. And I think you can be in practice and create something where that you have that freedom, but I wanted that. I wanted location freedom. I wanted to be able to work from wherever I wanted to. And this predated COVID and, you know, the advent of telehealth and telemedicine and stuff that really has, I think made that shift a lot more possible. Um, I wanted more time with my kid. I didn't want to work until six or seven at night. I didn't want to be doing crazy marketing things like hosting two dinner talks a week and, you know, being at the office super late and doing trade shows on the weekends. Like I, I wanted my time back and I wanted time with family. And I really wanted, you know, I, I also knew that like who I am as an entrepreneur, my graduating class actually gave me from life, gave me the <laughs> leadership and entrepreneurship award, which like shocked me. But on the other side of that a couple, you know, a little over a decade now, I've recognized like who I am is I am an entrepreneur. I do not want to work for anybody else. And chiropractic isn't the only way to make money. So I knew those things about myself. And in recognizing that and starting to take the steps to create some of that as my reality, which I have and did, and you know, it's been amazing on the other side, I had to let go of a lot and continue to let go. And so you might be in a place where you just have to let go of, there was emotions to let go of, there was stuff to let go of. I am still letting go of some of that stuff because it's been sitting because I have been stuck for the last two years, I would say, still in these cycles of processing, you know, feeling like a failure and having some of my identity really shift. And I finally hit this point where in my mind, it's like I, I basically walked up to a cliff that just dropped off into this black abyss and decided to jump. And I let go of my education, of you know what I've invested in myself and my work experience, all of that stuff, and just allowed myself to really look at like if I were to just do what I wanted, what would that be? And ironically, it was help 
serve the chiropractic profession in a different capacity because I I still love chiropractic and it is something that changed my life. And I've, you know, I've shared all this, but some of you might come back to that. But if you really, you know, this is a challenging place to go. But if you were really to like, if you're looking at pivots, if you're wondering if this is what you're supposed to be doing because you are so burnt out or the experience of being a chiropractor has not been what you expected, this is something to ask yourself. Like, what would you really do? And some of you might come back full circle to the profession or you realize that practice is what you want to do. Or when you take the, you know, the blinders off and open yourself up, there's suddenly this path for a place where you have financial power and freedom and make more money and are fulfilled and have energy and practice and don't have to work as much. And all of those things are actually possible. People do them all the time. And a lot of times it takes coming at it from another approach, but that's letting it go. The other thing was really actually allowing the emotions. I am of a German background. I don't, I, there was very little permission to have emotions at home when I was growing up. So I learned to bottle them all really good. And I'm still working on thawing, you know, from that place of freeze where most of us live, honestly, we, you know, it's not just that we're in fight or flight or, you know, trying to hide or anything like a lot of us go numb especially when we're in high stress practices for a long time it's like because we have to shut it off we have to be on for our patients and so we just never turn it back on um not everybody's like this but if this is you you know allowing that space for those things to start to come up like as i started to work through energy centers and do some of the stuff that i help women do now um and clients that I've worked with outside of the profession and now in the profession, like I unearthed a huge chest of rage that just wanted to come out and go like punch a bunch of trees, you know? And so don't hurt yourself, but allowing the space to safely, you know, allow, just feel those things, allow the feelings, don't hide from them. Don't turn them off because the sooner you can do this, the, I'm not going to say faster. No, none of us, we all have our own timeline and how we process, right? But the likelihood that you're going to stay stuck and not moving forward and just frustrated as you make your shifts is less likely. We'll, we'll just say that. The other thing that was really helpful, um, you know, I started listening to my gut. I, I shared that I bought the building when my gut said, don't do it. And I didn't listen. And then life threw me a bunch of things to make me listen. So I don't want anyone else to go through, through that. So starting to tune in and just allow your body to, and your gut to show you the way, especially if you're weighing, like when you're weighing decisions or wondering what your direction is, I, rather than trying to figure it out in my head, I can still get sucked into that sometimes, but I'll take the time to just drop the question into my body and allow what wants to come out come out. And it could be a thought. It could be a, a vision of something. It could be a word that you hear. It could be something you feel like you just want to allow that to come through and help guide you in whatever your next uh, decision is. I know that sounds scary. I think as chiropractors, not to put an identity on us, but we're more open-minded to kind of the energetic working of the world and the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. You know, for me, it's God. And when we allow ourselves to be open to that direction and not attached to the stuff or our degree or our education or the business or the building or any of that stuff, then we're able to navigate and flow into what is next a lot more easily. And then the last thing that was 
paramount in my own experience. You know, I, I shared in a previous episode, my practice journey actually ended up in me finally filing for bankruptcy. There were a lot of things that played into that. I had no willpower. My capacity was totally blown out and shot even after I downsized. Like I, I didn't understand that in a way to help myself actually heal. I just kept trying to go as I pivoted and none of the pivots were working because I didn't have any willpower. So I kept burning out. It was a vicious cycle. And I had this bank that in the midst of COVID, they'd given me a, a deferment on my loan when I had my first wrist surgery because I couldn't work and that was my livelihood. And they came at me and were like, hey, we want $24,000. And I was like, okay, so COVID, cool. I'm only working two days a week, not making that kind of money right now. Um, okay. And so I found some renters. And they were like, we want $24,000. And I said, okay. The renters offered to buy the building. The bank still wanted $24,000. <laughs> I sold the building. Still wanted $24,000. It didn't get me out of, you know, it ended up being a short sale. So it didn't cover the full amount of the debt. And I finally recognized I was just so freaking exhausted. I threw in the towel and filed for bankruptcy. However, what I shared on the previous episode, and I don't remember which one it was. I think it's around five, maybe. I made that mean a whole lot of things about me as a business owner, as a person, as a leader, as a woman, as an entrepreneur. And it really challenged me for a long time. And one of the big things that helped me move past that and really get clear, just clear my space of all of the story that had been there is something that actually a, a mentor shared with me and she got it from John D, uh, Dr. John Martini, who's a chiropractor who teaches all about wealth and some other stuff now. But it was to make a list of 250 good things that came out of filing for bankruptcy. And I was like, hmm, okay. And so this is a tool that I've, I've used uh, since then with a few people. So I got to about 125 and I was suddenly good. <laughs> like I had found all of this really great stuff that came out of, it was both filing for bankruptcy and not being in practice anymore. Like just really processing the good that came out of that, not just for me, but for the people who worked for me, for my, my patients, like I could come up with a lot of really positive stuff. And that helped shift that whole experience for me. So that was the last thing I wanted to share is just an access point for you, especially if you're feeling conflicted in a decision or a pivot, or you're unclear, like really looking at what are, and I had to get input from like my, my husband and my son as well, and really acknowledge, you know, all the good that came. My husband was like, well, you're not at work until like seven anymore. So I get to see you. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good thing they came out. Almost every person who worked for me as a provider ended up opening their own business and they got the confidence and the courage and the strength from being in my practice and watching me go through, you know, finally actually following what I wanted. And that gave them the courage and the, you know, ability to do that. And I'm still connected with and, and on good terms with all of them. Like all these things that we put in our space about what could go wrong or who we're going to hurt or, you know, <clears throat> all that stuff. It doesn't have to be that way. And it, often it's not true. And the point is to not allow it to stop you. Like I gained so much from choosing to finally put myself and my needs ahead of everybody else for once, which just feels so counterintuitive as a woman and as a chiropractor, because we're so much about, you know, caring for other people and we can still do that and still be that way and do it in a way that serves us and feeds us and gives us energy and is 
rewarding and fulfilling for us. And so as we wrap this up and as you listen to this, you know, whether you're pivoting in practice, getting into doing something different, downsizing, changing up your routine, or you're really looking at and considering leaving altogether, you know, you just want to be really clear on what's driving that. Is it your intuition and your needs and what God, universe, whatever is calling you to do for yourself? (laughs) Or is it, you know, or are you trying to run from something or are you throwing in the towel, but like really feeling like a failure on many levels or just so beyond burnt out and frustrated, like you don't even know what to do. And so it's just like giving up. And I honestly feel like I did a little of both. Like I, I knew I needed to pivot and my capacity and willpower weren't where they needed to be in order to do it effectively. And I didn't understand that. And I didn't know how to address that first. And so if that's you and you recognize yourself in that, please reach out to me. Like, let's have a conversation. Whether it leads to us working together in some way or not is not what I'm attached to. It's more giving you the structure and place to start in in healing that aspect of yourself emotionally and internally so that whatever your pivot looks like, you can go into it with confidence and clarity that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and that it's going to lead to where you want to be that the grass really will truly be greener on the other side as you go through this. And now, hopefully after listening to this, you know, you're prepared for some of the stuff that might come up and that you might be walking through. And if you want a partner in going through that from someone who has been through it and who continues to go through it, I shared, you know, I'm, I'm finally actually getting rid of the rest of the stuff that I'd been hanging on to from my office. And it was dumb stuff, like sentimental things, not dumb, but like the drawings that my kid and other kids that had come in to see me had done that had been hanging on the wall and just like things that they're sentimental and there's value in them and they don't need to sit in my garage. Like at some point we have to be able, willing to, to let go and move on. Um, And I continue to just show up and share what I learned from that and help others do the same. And, you know, I'm really committed to, I've shared, like, I really want to transform our experience of being chiropractors and also being women who are chiropractors because there's things that are different for us. And this process is part of it because we do feel differently and, and process differently and, quite frankly, create stories, (laughs) stories a lot more than a lot of men do, I believe. And, I want us to have the freedom to authentically be ourselves, to not be traumatized by practice, to practice if we want to practice, to not practice if we don't want to practice, and to really create what it is we want, a need, and that fuels us and fills us. So I would love to partner with anybody who's ready to, to take that on. Just Let's just do this. Send me an email. It's Alex at revitalizedc.com. You can also find me on social. I'm at Alexandra Swenson Ridley or um, Revitalize DC is on Facebook. Alexandra Swenson Ridley, you can find on any of the platforms. Shoot me a message. Let's just talk. My biggest thing is that you're supported and feel like you have the clarity and steps and confidence to know where to start, how to go forward and get really clear on what it is that you're creating and where you want to be and what will actually serve you. So with that, we're going to wrap this one up and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. 
I'm on a mission to help the chiropractic profession heal collectively from the limiting beliefs and broken business models that plague our profession and lead to high rates of burnout. I also believe that women are the ones who are going to do that. I can't do it alone, and so I have two quick asks. One, if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave a review and share it with a colleague. This helps the message reach even more women DCs around the world. And second, if you're a Facebook user, join me in the Chiropractors Healing Collective, which is a place for us to come together for more support and to heal both as individuals and as a group. There we engage in discussion and many of these episodes are actually streamed live so that you can participate and share and get support around many of the topics that we discuss on the show. I appreciate you and I look forward to joining you on our next episode. 